back to Sports Scene. I'm Steve Russell. Of course, you know what week this is with ESPN talking all kinds of college basketball with Champ Week. And with us is Tom Crean, who is going to talk a lot about the brackets and the SEC tournament and all that with Coach. Tom, I want to ask you first, as we speak today with the teams that are in the tournament now, that have won conference tournaments, can, with the exception of the big conferences like, like a Michigan, do you see any of these other teams making a little bit of a run here as they get in the tournament? Well, I guess it, it would appear like, where do you put Gonzaga? Because I, I think that they definitely could. I don't think there's any question. They're one of the best teams in the country. They're deep. They can shoot it. They defend. They've got excellent point guard play in Josh Perkins, but they've got really just like tremendous wing forward play, which I think is such a hard thing to deal with when you're trying to run your offense. Uh, in any setting, but especially in a tournament setting where every possession matters so much. And they're long, they're athletic, they can run off turnovers. So, like, that would be an example to me of a team that they have to be in the same breath with everybody else, even though they're not necessarily in the same league as far as conference with everybody else. I don't know this year, and it's just just like the SEC, Coach, do you see a dominant team? Is this about as wide open a tournament as you've seen in a while? Oh, absolutely it is, because every team – has got some thoughts, and they've got trust. But it's not just the flaws. It's can you overcome when your strengths are not there. So if you're, not, if you're a three-point shooting team and you're not making threes, do you still have the ability not only to come down and, and get multiple stops together because you have a maturity about you that, that leads you to believe? And it happens to every team. I mean, there's not one team that I could ever think of that doesn't go through these periods where they're not making shots and all of a sudden they're not quite as engaged defensively. They're a little quiet. They're thinking about their last myth. And that's where maturity comes in. There's got to be an incredible amount of maturity to overcome that. Well, the other part you've got to be able to overcome is let's say you're not making your threes. Do you have another way to score? So is it offensive rebounds? Is it the ability to get to the foul line consistently? And when people are filling out their brackets, that's such an important thing to look at. Get on a stat sheet. Okay, see how many rebounds. See what their free throw attempts are like. See what their free throw percentages are like. Because those things are going to travel. Those things are, you're not all of a sudden going to be a team that averages 10, 11, 12, 13 offensive rebounds a game. And all of a sudden you're going to go into a game and you're going to forget how to rebound or you're going to forget how to get fouled. And I think that's where all these teams are. Who can overcome uh, when their strengths are not there? Who can still find a way to win the game? In the SEC this year, uh, a lot more teams are going to be in the NCAA tournament, but no dominant team. Uh, Alabama seems to me, Coach, the team that, that needs to maybe win a game to make sure they get in. How do you see the SEC tournament? I think you just called it. I think you're exactly right. I, I think Alabama definitely probably has to do that. They have to. They're the ones that the maturity sometimes, because they have so many young players, affect the most. There's times they obviously can be which they have, because what happens is when the shots aren't falling or they're bad shots or they're not paying attention to Avery's game plan and carrying it out, bad things happen. And, and in a tournament setting, if you go in there, this is what scares me about such a young team, because we, 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 use, we use the term, you know, the lights are bright, uh, probably too much at times, but when you go into a completely different environment like Colin Sexton, John Petty, those guys, Herb Jones, are going to be doing when they go into this tournament and you're in that setting, uh, it's different. It's just like the NCAA tournament. It's different. When you're a young player, 
going through it, uh, it affects you. I mean, we had a we had a player, Dominique James, back in 2006 at Marquette, of the year. Okay, all great season. Well, we go into Madison Square Garden and we play Georgetown. We're the four seed, and all of a sudden we're playing like we've never played before. We're playing like we have something that we want to show in ourselves rather than letting the team do the work. And I think that's what happens to a lot of young players. And that's what made my biggest concern for Alabama going in today. Coach, when you when, when the Gator fans have seen certainly an up-and-down season, but I think Mike White and his staff have coached their butts off with guys who've not been able to play, no Johnny Bunu. Where do you see this Florida team? Oh, they can beat anybody, and you just called it again. I mean, it's it, Mike White is a excellent, excellent coach, not just a uh, really good young coach, but an excellent coach. And, and and guys that he has on his staff with Nick and Dusty May, those guys are very, very good at player development. Their teams continue to get better. I don't think there's any question, and you could see this at the beginning of the year, the better Jalen Hudson plays, the better they play. Chris Gioza is as good of a two-way. Javon at West Virginia, and probably national defensive player of the year. If you're looking for the ideal backcourt mate to run the team and still bring that level of defense, that would be Chris Chioza. He guards you. It doesn't matter if you're 5'10". It doesn't matter if you're 6'8". Uh, he gets into you. He makes it hard. He delivers the ball to people. And when he's distributing and making all the defense like that, it, it's really strong. I think the key for them for successful is consistently to keep on Allen good shots. I think he's better. Then a 34% three-point shooter, uh, and then a 37% field goal shooter. I think he's better than that. And and can they get solid play and rebounding uh, from from Kavarian State? So if they can get that, they can beat any. Uh, I want to talk about Auburn and Tennessee, Coach, because I don't think a lot of people thought they would win the SEC. Did you see these two teams being as good as they are? Oh, no. And, and I didn't study it uh, early on like a lot of people did. And, and I think when you look back at Auburn from the very beginning of the season, and I was in the studio during the Thanksgiving tournament, and I wouldn't see that coming. And certainly everything was starting to swirl, even more so for Bruce Pearl in the sense of what he talked, you know, what he not talk, you know, the whole deal. And he didn't see it. But I think that they're, they're a tremendous example of what I'm talking about in this tournament. Okay, when they're not making shots, they can still put pressure on you defensively. When they're not making shots, they're still getting 25 free throw attempts a game in their offensive rebound on the ball. If if they're the kind of team that could get on a run because they can they can have their strengths not there and still find a way to beat you. And and uh Jared Harper's the whole thing there. If you really look at them when he has played well, when he has been on top of his game, when he hasn't tried to do too much and really distribute the ball. They've been good, and no one has been able to really take him away. And he's had some bad games where he didn't maybe shoot it as well, but it was probably more him than it was the defenses. And in the case of Tennessee, they have as good of a seal, post player, uh, fine ways to create angles guy and Grant Williams. Admiral Schofield has become not only an incredible matchup because of his size and strength, but because you don't know if he's going to make a three, if he's going to drive you to the rim, and then they get really, really good guard play because they'll put four players around, at least three and usually four players 
around Grant Williams. So, like, where's your double coming from? And I think they, those two teams right there could cause problems, especially if they get by the first game in a tournament. Because trying to get ready for either one of those two in less than 48 hours is going to be a nightmare for somebody. Tom, put your coach's hat on for me. Um, you know, we've seen teams that were playing really well going into postseason get knocked off, and teams that were struggling advance. Is there a method to that? I mean, as a coach, obviously you'd rather have your team playing well, but does it really matter when it comes when everybody's zero and zero again? Well, like it matters your mindset. And I think, I think one thing that happens is, no matter what happens in your last game, because very, very few going into the tournament are going to have won their last game, especially at the highest power five leagues. And so it's your mindset. And you have to be there for that one game, but you have to have in mind what the other teams do. And it's such a matter of keeping your team's focus on what's most important. And it's not the next game. It's the next practice. It's the next film session. It's the conditioning and the weightlifting. It's how they manage their energy and time away from the, from the uh, practice facility or the building with their family and friends. It's, it's not having, it's, it's having a, not a level of anxiety, but a level of anxiousness that doesn't allow you to let it turn into lack of confidence, lack of focus, all those type of things. Then get into the game. And, and then three things got to happen, okay? You have got to be determined that you're going to be first on the floor, that you are going to get the 50-50 balls because there's so many of them in a the game. And the more they shot, the more 50-50 balls. And it's the same thing for the more they shot, the more 50-50 calls they are. There are. So you have got to be prepared to be that first on the floor. You've got to maintain your energy and maturity when things aren't going well for you. And then this is the one that's hardest for players. Stay in character. Don't become something that you're not. Don't all of a sudden start shooting threes when that's not what you do. Don't all of a sudden start trying to manufacture shots because you haven't scored in five minutes. And, and the teams that can manage that and the coaches that can manage that the best, and that's where having a little bit deeper of a bench comes in, they're the ones that have a real chance to move forward. Uh, I don't want to go over my time here, Coach, but I do want to talk about quickly the, the article that was in Sports Illustrated with you and you know talking to, to various coaches and leaders and things. I really, really like that. What was the genesis of that? Well, it was, uh, it was basically, I met Peter King, and this was described to me, but I met Peter King when I was at the uh, Patriots-Texans camp in Greenbrier, West Virginia. And John Worthon, who I've known for some time, he's from Bloomington, tremendous writer for Sports Illustrated. He had come in and done a story on us when we were in Indiana, when we were turning around, and he approached me about it, and we talked it through a little bit, and I was reluctant at first because I never liked to be in a situation where I'm, I'm talking about those trips or uh, and things I've done over the years where it seems like you're grandstanding it or I didn't want to do something like that, but I decided to because I thought it was, it was real. I, I thought the people that were involved in it, uh, that we decided to use as, as part of it, because there were other trips that just we didn't get a chance for space wise. But I thought we'd honor them too, and, and that's if, if it wasn't going to honor the people that I was around, I didn't want to do it. And uh, that's what we did. We decided to do that, and and uh, we worked on it together, and it was all done. Uh, even going back into last year, because the last of the trips that were recorded 
October, really into September. So it was fun. I enjoyed it. And I'm glad that people have liked it. I love the response to it. And I know that uh, it's, it's a way to give back to people that you don't even know something that you learned a lot of. And I was happy to be able to do that. Oh, also happy to talk to you, Coach. And don't forget, uh, Tom and Coach Greenberg are going to be on uh, ESPN's Champ Week. And Coach also going to be providing studio analysis throughout the week, including ESPN Selection Sunday coverage. Tom, thank you very much for talking to Gainesville. Appreciate you. You're welcome. I'm on my way after after a couple more things. I'm on my way to be in the studio all day today, so I appreciate it very much. Okay. Thank you, Tom. There he is, Tom Crean, uh, former Indiana coach, former Marquette coach, now analyst for ESPN. Again, <clears throat> cell phone thing, eh, but he had a lot of good things to say. 149, time check brought to you by Hayes Prestige. Chiller, the answer is always yes. Final segment coming up. Stay with us on Sports